From the campus of the Southern California University of Health Sciences, welcome DNA Dan, a podcast on genetics, genomics, and the future of genomic medicine. Our host, Professor Dan Handley, will immerse you in the fascinating world of DNA and genomic medicine. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Hi, I'm Dr. Dan Handley, Professor of Human Genetics and Genomics at Southern California University of Health Sciences. I'm also the Program Director for our online Master of Science in Human Genetics and Genomics. This podcast is where I discuss all topics related to DNA, genetics, and genomics. In previous episodes, I discussed the structure of DNA and how it is packed inside the nuclei of human cells. However, what is often forgotten is that not all DNA is contained in the cell's nucleus. DNA is also contained outside the nucleus, inside organelles, meaning little organs, in the cell's cytoplasm. This DNA is contained in organelles called mitochondria. Most human cells contain hundreds or thousands of mitochondria. Only red blood cells lack mitochondria. Mitochondria's main activity is to process oxygen and nutrients from foods to produce energy for cells to operate. Mitochondria are interesting little things. As mentioned before, they contain their own DNA. The DNA is arranged in a circular format and consists of about 16,000 nucleotide base pairs. They're often inherited almost exclusively from one's mother and therefore are often used in genetic ancestry testing to determine the matrilineal ancestry. In other words, mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and so on. Another interesting thing about them is that they markedly resemble bacteria in both appearance and their genomes. This led Dr. Lynn Margulis in the 1970s to propose that mitochondria originated as bacteria that entered animal cells and formed what is called an endosymbiotic relationship. In other words, the cells obtain energy from the mitochondria, and the cells maintain the mitochondria and allow them to proliferate and be passed down from generation to generation. While it can't be proven that this is the origin of mitochondria in human cells, it is the prevailing belief and seems entirely plausible. When a cell divides, there are hundreds of proteins that help ensure that nuclear DNA is duplicated faithfully before the cell divides. A major category of proteins perform proofreading functions, pretty similar to the proofreading function on your computer word processor. These proteins look for errors, such as damaged or mismatched nucleotides on complementary strands, and seek to repair the damage. Mitochondria, on the other hand, have fewer of these proofreading and repair proteins. As a result, mitochondria acquire mutations at a higher rate. And once such a mutation occurs, it becomes fixed in the mitochondrial genome and is passed down to subsequent generations on the mother's side of the family. There is an upside and a pretty serious downside consequence to this. The upside is that by estimating the mutation rate in mitochondria, it can help scientists determine the age of ancient human remains as long as it still contains intact DNA. Since humans have migrated many times throughout different parts of the world, sequencing mitochondrial DNA also helps determine the geographic origin of a person's maternal ancestry. The downside is the presence of what are called mitochondrial diseases. 
there are hundreds of inherited conditions that affect the function of mitochondria. And in the U.S. alone, there are between 1,000 and 4,000 children born every year with a mitochondrial disease. Since mitochondria provide energy for almost all types of cells in the human body, they can affect numerous organ systems and produce a number of different syndromes. Many of these syndromes involve muscle weakness. However, they can also be involved in autism, heart, lung, and kidney disorders, neurological disorders, and many more conditions. One active area of research is trying to determine if people with certain mitochondrial genomes have better athletic performance, particularly in endurance sports. While the results of those studies haven't given clear results, what has been more established is that exercise can improve the function of our mitochondria. Regular exercise has been shown to make the mitochondria in our muscles more efficient. This change happens somewhat rapidly, as in a matter of weeks. However, after stopping regular exercise and becoming sedentary, our mitochondria revert back to their initial state just about as quickly. Nuclear DNA and mitochondrial DNA are not necessarily isolated. There is interplay between the function of nuclear DNA and mitochondrial DNA, which makes researching mitochondrial function a bit more complicated than one would hope. The lesson here is to never forget about the other genome. When we talk about the human genome, even geneticists may have a tendency to think only about the 23 pairs of chromosomes in our cell's nuclei. However, mitochondrial DNA is still an important part of the overall human genome and plays a significant role in health and disease, as well as a tool for forensic, anthropological, and genetic genealogical study. This has been a production of the Southern California University of Health Sciences, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. The opinions stated here are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Southern California University of Health Sciences. 